Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Welcome back to Grieving Moms Podcast. First of all, if you are a Longtime listener, been listening for a while. I really, really want to welcome you back and thank you. Thank you for taking your time and listening. And I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. And if you are new here, welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. I'm sorry that you know this pain, that you are even looking for this kind of support, looking for this kind of podcast. And I hope this can be a blessing for you on your grief journey and help you in ways that I don't even know. So today I want to talk about fear. And I really, really wanted to do this episode justice, but it's such a deep and expansive topic. I don't know how deep I'm going to be able to dive into it. I feel like fear is driving our world right now. Fear seems to be something that stops us from taking action and doing the things that we want in our life. I looked up the definition online about fear. It's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. Fear is all the thoughts we have in our minds on how everything is going wrong. And you can feel it in our bodies. It's paralyzing. It's horrible to feel. I have felt so much fear in my life. I remember telling Justin after Aria died that I have no interest in doing anything that will bring up fear. Absolutely none. Things people do for fun, like roller coasters, skydiving, uh, haunted houses, whatever it is that like brings up adrenaline or fear. I was like, nope, I've had enough of that in my life. I still have enough of it. I'm good. I don't need any more. Thank you. When you lose a child, that fear and the terror, the horror, the awful, horrific emotions and the pain are not something that like... It is so hard to describe it to other people. There is real and true fear there. And fear serves a purpose. It's really there to get us to move when we need to. When the fear is real, though, because the fears you actually feared in your life came true, how are you supposed to work through fear? How are you supposed to move forward? This is a very, very deep question and one I cannot fully answer. I don't, I don't know if I have all the answers and I'm not like trying to have all the answers, but I just want to kind of dive into it and start to open up the conversation about it. There is so much fear and terror and I'm so sad for that. I'm so sad for every single person who is driven by fear to stay in a place that they don't like to be. If you are somewhere where you feel stuck and paralyzed by fear because you you feel so much fear that it keeps you from doing the things you want to do or having the life that you really want to live. If you want to find life after loss or if you want to begin to learn how to live with your new normal of what is in your life, but the fear is so paralyzing, I just want to share some tools that I have today. I have worked with so many clients who are so scared and they want to make a decision in their life, but they have so much fear around it. 
it, it's more comfortable to stay where they're at in a life that is not what they want because the unknowns and the fear is so scary that they stay even if it's horrific, even if cycling in different emotions is so painful and you don't like being there and you don't want to be there. It is easier to stay there than to face the fear of the unknown of what is possible or what can change. Because if we don't know, it's easier to stay comfortable where we're at rather than to change what's going on. So here's some fears. There's so much fear in general right now, but fears related to child loss that tend to come up a lot. Like, of course, fear of another child dying, fear of having another child or pregnancy because of what might happen. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. Have you ever experienced that where you're just like waiting, 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 like the worst has happened? Of course, things just are going to keep happening. Fear of going out in public. What if someone asks about how many kids I have? What if someone asks me, how are you? What if somebody tries to talk to me and I don't want to talk to them? What if I have a panic attack in public? What if I start crying in public? All those fears. Um, scared of the dark or nighttime. Checking on those around you all of the time, checking on everyone, making sure everyone's constantly okay. Scared of opening yourself up to loving another person. Because if you open yourself up to love, that opens the possibility of feeling pain again. So I want to dive into one of these examples of having a baby after loss. Just because it's terrifying to have a baby, it's scary. And when the reality is you've loved, you've given your heart to another human, a baby, or your child, and then they died, can you open yourself up to that possibility of allowing that to happen again? The fear is so real. It is so significant. And the thing with this fear is that a mom might really want to have another child. She might dream of having another baby, but the fear holds her from that. The fear puts up the barrier to opening up to love and possibility and trust. And yeah, having a baby after loss is difficult. I know it's so scary. And with this example, I I just want to encourage you that it is so worth it. I know these fears. I remember talking with a friend. My daughter, Breelyn, was born four weeks after Aria died. And It was really traumatic. It was really hard. And I was so scared to have another baby to get pregnant again. It was so hard to imagine going through that same exact thing of, you know, my last experience was having a baby who was born four weeks after the death of my daughter. And so it kept putting me like back there that I was going to feel that same experience that I felt with Breelyn. And the fear was so terrifying. But when my next child, Winston, was born, it was nothing like I feared. It was nothing like I imagined in my mind. It was a very beautiful and very healing experience. And I'm not saying that that's going to be like that for everybody or that, you know, you're never going to, it's never going to be hard or it's never going to be scary. But I really believe that our fears keep us from being able to experience the joy and the beauty and the blessings that we have in our lives. I really get it. I do. I know these fears. I completely understand these fears. There is a lot of work that we can do on learning our triggers, on processing trauma, and giving ourselves the gift of time and space for our grief for healing. 
So currently my six-week coaching program, Life After Child Loss, is in session. This is a place for grieving moms to find hope and healing after the death of a child. It's a place where you can begin to see shifts and changes and have your grief flow instead of being stuck. As a grieving mother myself, I know this deep pain and loss so deeply. I know it cannot easily be described. And as I've learned tools and ways of coping in healthier ways, I really want to give these to you as well. In this small group of moms, you will find connection, support, understanding, and a very deep knowing that you are not alone. As your guide, I will lead you through ways of processing the painful emotions, tools to release things that no longer serve you in your grief, and hope that your life is not over. There is so much possibility for you, friend. If you want to get on the waiting list so you can be the first to know when the next round starts, go to www.lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com. Where do you want to be in a couple months from now? Where do you want to be in a year from now? Do you want to be stuck in the same spot in your grief? Or do you want to become fluid and start moving forward? I really, really encourage you if you want to begin to flow and begin to feel shifts and changes in your grief to come join us, get your name on the waiting list so that you can be a part of the next round of coaching. Go to www.lifeafterchildlosscoaching.com. So I want to quick dive in about the difference between fear that is stepping outside your comfort zone and fear that you experience as a result of trauma. This is the way that I understand it. And from my experience, anyways, I'm definitely not a trained professional, as you would call it, but I, this is from my own experience and from what I have learned. So with trauma, the trauma response needs to be finished. And the fear is so real and your body reacts in a way that feels so out of control. I know that I felt so much fear and I didn't have any control over it until the trauma response was finished and that I was able to, I processed a lot of it through EMDR and with my therapist and that was amazing. So the feelings of fear were just my body's way of reacting. Getting help for the trauma is something that I would recommend over and over and over again. It's possible to heal this trauma response and the resulting sensations in your body that are panic, terror, and fear. So when my trauma was very present and I hadn't done any healing in it, I often told people that I was battling my mind. I was terrified to check on my children while they were sleeping, and yet I needed to. I couldn't relax. I couldn't I couldn't do anything else until I checked on them, but I also couldn't check on them. So how do you how do you do that? Like I battled my mind for a while until I could work up the courage to go check on them. And when I did go check on them, I tried to make it as proof for me that every time I checked on them that okay, see, they're okay. Not every child dies in their sleep. My children are going to be okay. So the fear that I felt with my trauma was a lot different than the fear I feel now. And as I push myself to do things that are uncomfortable, sitting in emotions uncomfortable, getting honest about why you're triggered is scary. Facing what is actually going on in your life can bring up a lot of fear. So even with doing the work, doing the healing, with processing pain and trauma and emotion, you still might have fear. 
it, it still might be there. Stepping into the unknown anytime can be scary. Anytime I step outside my comfort zone, I am scared. And you, I am so scared. I used to be terrified to do this podcast. This is just a smaller example, but I was really nervous. I didn't know what to say. I was worried that all the people would judge me. I imagined who would listen and what they would think. I was terrified. Now, I don't really think about it that much in terms of like who's listening and judging me, but more that I put my heart into this and hope that it helps and support whoever is listening. So if you're here, I hope that it's helping you and I don't worry so much about the judgment. If I let fear stop me, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Not at all. I really, really would not. So I want to share a story of working with a client the other day who was discussing something that she did that was very scary. This thing that she was doing, she was so scared. She was shaking as she did it and she'd never done it before. And I pointed out to her that I wanted her to acknowledge that even though she was scared, even though she was shaking, even though she was terrified, she did what she wanted to and needed to do. And just to notice that, that fear might be there. But to do it scared and to do it anyways. Here are some tools and resources I've used to release some fears and to get comfortable with fear so that I can do the things that I really want to do, even though I have fear. So, the first thing that is huge for me is to put a lot of my fears and trust into God that He is in control. When I can give away that control to Him of my life, the fear can get lighter. And I really, For me, that's huge of putting my trust there. But sometimes it's not that easy to do. And I know that many times faith can be tested when you're grieving. I am super grateful that in my life, I can also give my fears to God. And sometimes we have to learn how to do things scared. I want to give other tools that when you're scared to feel fear, that you give your trust to God if that's right for you but also these other tools that can support you on your grief journey. So naming my fears has been something that has been helpful for me. Getting super clear on what these fears are and noticing the thoughts surrounding them. I want to bring up an idea of, you know, we dread and we have so much fear around birthdays or holidays or death days. We think of, okay, so this is what I worked through with a client as well is, for a birthday, birthday was coming up and we were talking about, and she was really scared about her daughter's birthday coming up. And as we dove into it, what was she scared about? What was she so scared about that day? What does that mean to her? What are the thoughts she's having? And we started to notice that the thoughts that she was having was that on that day, on her birthday, that she was going to go backwards, that she was going to go back to where she was. And you know what? I just realized it was for three months because the three months and the birthday were her birthday were really close to the same time. But we also talked about this for her birthday. But for three months coming up, it was like, okay, what, what are the fears there? What is the fear around the three months? And it was that other people have said that after three months, it gets worse. And so she kept thinking that, okay, three months, I don't want to go back to the beginning. I don't want it to get worse. 
And so then you start to really dread the three months because of course you do. If you're thinking that, if you're thinking that it's going to get way worse, I'm going to go backwards. I didn't think it could get any worse. And now it's getting way worse. Everyone says that. But we did a lot of work on noticing that. And she was able to see that she can decide if she wants to believe that what other people are saying, or she wants to have her own journey. And she wants to embrace the fact that she's never going backwards. That things might sometimes get more intense, less intense, but she's never going backwards. She's never completely going back to where she was. Um, So that was a huge thing for noticing the fears, naming the fears, and getting clear on the thoughts surrounding them. Emotional freedom technique is amazing for tapping. It's like tapping for fear and anxiety. I do this with my clients and I have videos, recordings in Grieving Mom's Haven where I walk through tapping sequences. So it's really tapping on your face, different spots and on your body where you're just working through the feelings of fear and anxiety, the thoughts that are coming up, kind of letting them go. And then you tap in more positive um, affirmations or things that you want to believe. Another thing for fear is getting present with the sensation of fear, allowing it to be there, and then filling your body with calm. This is what I have done a lot, noticing that fear is in my body, noticing what it feels like, allowing it to be there, not telling it to go away, and then noticing that I am feeling fear and either doing it anyways or like sometimes allowing calm to fill my body as well. Breath work, there's four, seven, eight breathing and Inhaling for three breaths or three seconds and exhaling for four seconds. This is a beautiful way to begin to take your body out of an aroused or terrified state to tell your body that it's calm, that it's okay to be calm and it's okay to relax. That when you inhale and you exhale for longer, it's a way that's how your body starts to say, oh, okay, I'm safe. I did EMDR, like I said earlier, it really, really changed my life. It's one of the many stepping stones for me on my grief journey that was really, really critical for me to get where I am today. So I highly, highly recommend EMDR. Like I said earlier, feeling the fear and doing it anyways, (laughs) really, really, really hard. The fear might not go away. It might not be completely gone, but it is so possible to feel it and do it anyways. The last one that I wanted to share today was to fill your mind and head with positive, uplifting things for you. It might be sermons, it might be music, podcasts, silence, whatever it is for you that is supportive and helps you dig deep into your life and grief. This is something, whatever you know, you 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 choose to fill you like to fill up your mind that helps you release fear and give it to God. So often we listen to the news or watch the news or sit on social media. And I really want you to begin to notice how much fear is on there, on social media, on the news. We don't even notice how fear-based it is, but I have noticed a huge difference in my life when I do not listen to the news, or even if I like go on social media a lot, I start to notice maybe more anxiety or fear. But if I fill the space with things that are supportive for me, it's a lot easier to let go of fear rather than to amplify it. 
So those are just some ideas. I hope that you can actually take action on some of these, actually begin to implement some of these in your life. Because as I always say, change is not just going to happen. You have to do the work. You have to do the changes. You have to take the actions. And I really want that for you. I really, really want that for you to be able to see the shifts and changes in your life. But if you are feeling a lot of fear in your life, first off, I just really want to give you a big hug. It's really hard. It's scary and terrifying. And you are not alone. You really, really aren't. And I hope that the dreams you have or the love that you have to give to the world can be felt even when it's so scary. So I just want to encourage you to feel the fear and do it anyways. And I just want to send so much love to you and I'll see you next week. Well, this episode of Grieving Moms podcast is over. You can join me and other grieving mothers in my free Facebook group to continue conversations of all things life after child loss. Go to www.meganhillica.com slash community to join us there. If you like this podcast, could you please share it with other grieving mothers so that they can also find hope in life after loss and to know that they are never alone. <laughs>